Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. If you're a fan of 48 hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. My son Christian Andriacchio was a hard worker, loved life. He just always liked the water. He talked about either working offshore um, in the Gulf. Then someone told him about the tow boats, and that's when he went that direction. He was on the verge of becoming the youngest tow boat captain and probably had a long career running a boat up and down the river. Love to be the center of attention and the life of the party. Whether you were 80 years old or you were 15 years old, he was gonna flirt with you. Always wanting to help somebody out. Ultimately, his good-heartedness is what got him in trouble at the end. He had gone to a party across the lake and I think he met her at the party. Willie Goodman was very polite, very, I mean, cute girl. When we first met her, she was quiet, you know, and Christian liked her, so that was good enough for us. Is there any doubt in your mind that Christian fell in love with your daughter? No, no doubt whatsoever. And did she feel the same for him? She did, and she does to this day. We were out to eat at a restaurant, had just sat down. My father called and said we had a tragedy. Uh, one where's emergency? Ma'am, we've had a suicide. You a suicide? Yes, ma'am. That was the toughest, toughest news I ever heard. It still hurts today. Who is it, sir? Christian is He's laying across the, the bathroom tub and he's, he's got blood everywhere. Did he take his own life? No, sir. 
Absolutely not. No, he, he would never do that. Okay, who's that in the background? That's his girlfriend. What's her name? Whitley Goodman. Do you believe that your son was murdered? Oh, I 100% believe he's murdered. Mr. Andriacchio was shot the right side of the head. There was very little, if any, investigation that took place on the scene on the day that it occurred. It was totally bungled because the investigators were called off. Because they didn't do their job, we had to do their job for them. Sitting across from me today, do you know who killed your son, Christian? Yes. I was so confused whenever I started being blamed. I really was. We're going to keep on fighting. I do have a small army, but they're smart. She did not kill him. As a prosecutor, I have never in my career seen anything like this case. I don't care to change anyone's mind. They let somebody get away with murder. I can't believe this is happening to our family. I think everybody was just kind of in shock. This is something, you know, that happens to other people. It doesn't happen to you. From their lakeside home just outside Meridian, Mississippi, Ray and Todd Andriacchio are haunted by the death of their 21-year-old son, Christian, in 2014. A lot of days I look out there and, you know, expect to see him out there with the jet ski floating about, but... You know, it, every day you get caught with memories. Christian grew up here on Delwood Shore Lake, where he fell in love with the water and dreamed of becoming a towboat captain on the Mississippi River. He was on his way to being a really good man. And I think he would have been a good father, a good husband. It's tough to talk about this, isn't it? I miss him every day. Have either of you honestly been able to have any peace in your life during all of this since your son's death? No. No, we've, we've kind of been at war since it started. And you're at war now? Yes, sir. This isn't over? No, it's not by a long shot. For now, there are two unanswered questions at the heart of this case. Why would a young man with so much to live for take his own life? Or perhaps more importantly, did someone take Christian's life from him? Your son's death, suicide or homicide? Homicide. It's definitely a homicide. But Lauderdale County District Attorney Cassie Coleman, who took over the case in 2018, 
says the evidence points in another direction. Well, at this point, there has been further investigation by multiple agencies that have determined it to be a suicide. At issue are the events of February 26th, 2014. I had talked to Christian that morning. He was on the boat. You know, everything was fine. Christian was a few days into what's called a hitch, a 30-day work trip on the Mississippi River where he was a first mate on a towboat. Ray called him about getting tickets for a Rihanna concert. And he said, well, let me check the dates to see. He said, I got to go. I'll call you back later. Love you. Got off the phone. Just hours later, they were told that Christian was found dead in his apartment, which he shared with his girlfriend, Whitley Goodman. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Christian's at work. He's not even, he's not even in town. A Meridian police detective broke the horrible news to them in person. And he said, well, this is his driver's license. And when we saw his driver's license, it became a little bit more real. But suicide, nothing made sense to Ray and Todd. He's never had any kind of mental problems, any kind of depression. I'm proud of where I came Professionally, at the age of 21, Christian's life couldn't have been better. And on the personal side, he adored Whitley, who had dropped out of high school and wanted to become a hair and makeup artist. They made each other happy. He was crazy about her. What is it, buddy? Christy Chatterton is Whitley's mother. <laughs> She's very funny, very creative and adventurous. She's a young woman that Christian Andracchio fell in love with. She is. Whitley even moved in with the Andriacchios. But after a few weeks, Ray says Whitley became jealous, defacing a picture of Christian and his ex-girlfriend. I figured that she stabbed the faces out, and then she brought the picture to me. What'd you think, Todd? I thought she was a nut. The Andriacchios asked Whitley to move out. And so, you know, his kind of attitude was, well, if she can't be here, then I can't be here. Christian and Whitley moved into this apartment, which Christian paid for. I felt that she was using him for money. He was providing her with a place to stay, with a car, clothes, makeup, whatever. Whitley's mom saw problems too, especially when Christian was on the towboat. She would have to stay on the phone with him at night so he could keep up with where she was and what she was doing. You mean for like an hour after an like hour? Like hours and hours and hours every night. I didn't know how unhealthy the relationship had become. But none of this seemed to add up to suicide for the Andriacchios. So for him to take his life over somebody he'd been dating for six months, I don't think so, no. On the night of Christian's death, Ray needed answers. She called her brother, Chris Thompson, and asked that he drive over to the Meridian Police Department. That's where Christian's friend, Dylan Swearingen, who made that 911 call. What was your first name? Dylan. Dylan. Was being questioned, along with Whitley. And I told him to be sure that Whitley didn't have Christian's phone. At first, Whitley denied having it, but eventually 
turned it over to police. To me, that was a big red flag right off the bat. So she had lied initially about not knowing where Christian's phone was. Right. It's very suspicious because why would you do that? My personal opinion is that she did not want that phone to get in the hands of law enforcement because there were a lot of sexually oriented photographs and messages in that phone. The Andriacchios were stunned to learn the investigation at the scene lasted only 45 minutes. And the job they did in this investigation, how would you describe it? Piss poor. But that same investigation did turn up something that the Andriacchios hoped would be a game changer. Both Dylan and Whitley are checked for gunshot residue, GSR. What do they find? Gunshot residue. On both their hands? In both hands. And what does that suggest to you? <laughs> they were in a room when the gun was fired. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Nobody wants to think that their child was at a point in their life where they took their own life. I mean, that's just human nature. But we had someone in the community who had killed himself, and that really bothered Christian. And he several times told me, you know, Mom, if anybody ever says I killed myself, you come looking, because I wouldn't do that. For Christian's family, that horrible night in 2014 started a search for answers that continues to this day. We took the time to, to have his funeral, and then the very next week, we started going to the police department. From the beginning, the Andriacchios had questions about that 911 call placed by Christian's friend, Dylan Swearingen, around 4.45 p.m. They wonder, is this a genuine call or an elaborate act? Listen closely. Who is it, sir? Christian Andriacchios. Okay, just try not to touch 
everything okay? That's Whitley wailing in the background. Whitley, Whitley. She, is she come, come down here. They don't want you to touch anything. Come on. Just try to, if, if it, come here, Whitley. Come here. Uh, it just sounds fake to me. Please get somebody up here. I think he shot himself. He's already put it out there in people's mind that it's a suicide. So, you know, now that's how it's going to be looked at. Did your son Dylan shoot Christian? Absolutely not. Pam Swearingen is Dylan's mother. On a very bad day, my son lost his best friend. Dylan and Whitley declined to grant us an interview, but their mothers agreed to speak for the first time to 48 hours. While they wouldn't discuss specifics of the case, they're adamant their children did not commit any crime. It was just so um, shocking and, you know, what she saw, like, she can never unsee it. I just want them to know that she did not kill him. That night, Christy rushed down to the police station, where Whitley had just been questioned. I just hugged her and comforted her. Was she in tears? She was hysterical. Christian's death, suicide or homicide? 100% it's suicide. Investigators found Christian's body in the upstairs bathroom, leaning face down over a blood-filled tub with that gunshot wound to the right side of his head. Four months after Christian's death, Benny DuBose became Meridian's new chief of police and took on the case. A lot of the stuff didn't make sense. Starting with Christian's gun. When the gun was sent to the crime lab, they did not find any prints on the gun at all. Christian's prints should have been on the gun. The gun was cleaned, wiped down. He says the bathroom was surprisingly clean too. There should have been some blood splatter uh, on this side and uh, on this side. There was no blood splatter. Suggesting what? That, number one, the crime scene had been tampered with. Probably, most likely, the blood splatter had been cleaned. DuBose says officers bungled the investigation. Taking pictures on the crime scene with a dog on cell phone. They all were issued cameras, and the pictures, needless to say, were terrible. District Attorney Cassie Coleman agrees. She inherited the case in 2018. Would you use the word incompetent? Yes. Without a doubt, um, it lacked competence. It lacked thoroughness. Dylan and Whitley were not even photographed. There's been a lot of questions about, was there any blood on either one of them? The reality is, we don't know. The timeline that Dylan gives of the events don't really add up. Dylan told police Christian had called him around 2 early that morning, urgently asking for a ride home from St. Rose, Louisiana. Apparently, Christian had found out Whitley was cheating on him. He was coming home to kick her out of the apartment. You believe he was going back to break up with her? Yes, sir. Dylan says he picked up Christian and they drove back to the apartment. Almost immediately, Christian and Whitley began arguing. When, Dylan says, Christian suddenly took out a gun and put it to his own head. 
according to the report, Christian threatened to shoot himself, telling Whitley to tell him that she loved him. Dylan uh, ended up saying that he took the weapon away from Christian, unloaded it, and hid it. But Whitley told detectives a different story. When Whitley is asked, has Christian ever appeared suicidal? She says, no, I don't think so. There were inconsistencies throughout her stories. According to police reports, Whitley told responders and friends that she discovered Christian's body. But she told a detective at the station that it was Dylan who found him. She claimed to be asleep on the sofa and a 45 caliber handgun is discharged and she slept through it. Is that believable? No, no, not at all. You know your guns. How loud is a 45? That should have been heard two to three apartments over. And remember, gunshot residue was present on both Dylan's and Whitley's hands. While police have not publicly commented about the GSR on Dylan's hands, Whitley told investigators she has an innocent explanation. Her response was, well, I'm going to have it on my hands because I was shooting guns the night before. She said she'd been target practicing with friends, a claim one of those friends said was true, but another said was false. But the Andriacchios are questioning everything, including something odd Dylan did earlier that day. What are we seeing in this picture? Um, Dylan Swearingen at the credit union. Who has an account at that bank? Christian. These photos were taken at 12.29 p.m., around four hours before Dylan called 911. Dylan told investigators that Christian had given him his debit card with a startling request. He says that Christian told him to withdraw all of his money, that he was giving him his money. But there was one little problem. Dylan didn't have Christian's PIN number, so he left empty-handed. Is that suspicious to you? Absolutely. He arrives back. He said that they um, watched a couple of movies. Dylan said Christian had calmed down, so he gave him his gun back. He says Whitley settled in for a nap. Dylan says he left for another errand, and when he returned... 911, where's your emergency? Man, we've had a suicide. Knowing what you know about this case, if I asked you, was this suicide or homicide, where are you leaning? Neither. How do you mean? I don't think that Mr. Andriacchio killed himself on purpose. And I don't think uh, anybody else killed Mr. Andriacchio on purpose. DuBose believes Christian may have once again held his gun to his own head, this time upstairs in the bathroom. I believe that Whitley may have reached for the gun and the gun discharged. I don't think there was a motive. I think it was just an accident. The Andriacchios aren't buying any of it. Could it have been an accident? I mean, anything's possible, but uh, I, I don't believe it at all. In this situation, everything points to murder. And then they, whoever, staged it to look like a suicide. That night, the coroner ruled the death undetermined. After an autopsy, a forensic pathologist labeled it a suicide. 
And just like that, the Meridian Police Department closed the case. And so then we had to do this, start this investigation on our own. So they began hiring their own private investigators, eventually forming a small army of supporters and experts, including a forensic pathologist named Dr. Jonathan Arden. It is my conclusion that the death of Christian Andriacchio was a homicide. Go inside the case on Facebook at 48 Hours. We'd just been really let down by the police and law enforcement. We had no idea what to do or where to start. Ray and Todd Andriacchio began their search for justice by hiring their own team of investigators, including this man. I've performed about 3,000 autopsies on my own. Former Washington, D.C. medical examiner Dr. Jonathan Arden, who examined the case file. From the beginning, my reaction was something is wrong here. Starting with where investigators found Christian's handgun, it was pressed between his left thigh and the front of the tub. It's significant to me that the gun is in the wrong place on the wrong side. Because he's right-handed. He's right-handed, entrance wound in his right temple. How does the gun end up on his left side? Once the bullet goes through his brain, he's unconscious. He can't transfer the gun. Crime scene photographs show that the bullet had struck the wall on the opposite side of the bathroom next to the sink. But somehow the bullet ends up in the bathtub and he's leaning over the bathtub. So none of this lines up for him to have shot himself in the position where he was found. It simply makes no sense. Clearly somebody put him there. It's a stage scene. The coroner placed the time of death at 3.45. But Dr. Arden believes Christian may have died earlier. He says pictures show Christian's body was in advanced rigor mortis. Rigor mortis is the stiffening of the muscles that happens after death. The development of well-formed rigor mortis tells me that he's been in that position unmoved, undisturbed for at least several hours which, if accurate, suggests that Christian may have already been dead when Dylan went to the credit union to empty Christian's bank account. So, yeah, I believe my son's dead, and I believe he's trying to steal his money. The evidence led Dr. Arden to reach a dramatic conclusion. Somebody else shot and killed him. I don't see how you can argue with forensics. Science doesn't lie, people lie. Why would someone want your son dead? Well, that's the answers, you know, that we would like. The scene was altered or staged. And usually when you do that, you're hiding something. The family worked with a team of private investigators, including Sheila Waisaki, to dig further. The Andriacchios have had to fight tooth and nail for the truth. The investigators recorded an interview with Dylan Swearingen a few weeks after Christian died. Since you are one of the only three people that were even there that day, he had this to say about his visit to the credit union. That's the only thing I didn't understand. Like, why did he want me to have this money? 
Dylan told them that Whitley and Christian were always fighting and that Christian didn't trust her, even sending Dylan to spy on her. I was kind of like the babysitter. He always would ask me to check on her, see what she's doing. And Dylan repeated that he, and not Whitley, discovered Christian's body. When I opened the door, he was hunched over the bathtub. And I knew that, I knew he wasn't alive, just the way he was just sitting there and like, Whitley's mom, Christy, says the day Christian died wasn't the first time he allegedly threatened suicide, and that Whitley told her about an incident that happened about two months before his death. He had gotten intoxicated and getting angry and heated, and he had put the gun to his head, and he even would put it to her head, and he was asking her if she loved him. But remember, when police asked Whitley if Christian had ever appeared suicidal, she said she didn't think so. Ray and Todd don't believe their son ever held a gun to his head. We don't think it happened. That does not sound like Christian to you. No. However, investigators found a misspelled message on Christian's phone that was sent to Whitley the night before he died. If this doesn't work, when I get to my apartment, I'm putting my pistol in my mouth and I'm ending this. I'm ending this once and for all because, Whitley, you're the closest I have ever been to happiness. I don't trust any of the texts because they were in possession of his phone. Don't forget, Whitley had Christian's phone at the police station. Todd and Ray believe the message could have been planted. District Attorney Cassie Coleman dismisses that theory. The phone was on the tugboat with Christian at the time that those messages were sent. And so I do not know of any way that those messages could have been manipulated to appear that they were coming from the boat if she was in Meridian's. Three years after Christian's death, Benny DuBose, who had taken over as police chief, decided it was time to get fresh eyes to look at the case. He assigned Captain Jay Arrington gave him the case. He worked his butt off. Captain Arrington, a 30-year veteran detective of the Meridian PD, combed through the case file and came up with a conclusion that Christian's family had long waited to hear. It's homicide. Are you sure of that? Absolutely. And um, do you believe that Christian's body was moved at that scene, that somebody moved it after his death? I have no doubt. Captain Arrington, like Dr. Arden, concluded that Christian had been dead for several hours before the 911 call was made, allowing time for a cleanup. The death scene had obviously been altered from its original state. Arrington wrote arrest warrants for Whitley and Dillon. The charge, manslaughter by culpable negligence, which means unintentionally causing a death while acting with disregard for the person's safety. Were those warrants ever served? No, sir. In February 2017, before Cassie Coleman took over, her predecessor decided to hand off the case to the Mississippi State Attorney General's office. They wouldn't comment about it with 48 hours. In October 2017, a Mississippi state prosecutor did present the case to a grand jury, but... Were you allowed to present your investigative report at the grand jury? 
I wasn't allowed to be at the grand jury. It's the only one I've ever had done that way. In all my years, it's the only one. Without ever hearing from the detective who calls this case a homicide, it's now up to the grand jury whether it will go to trial. Do you believe in a court of law you could get a conviction? 100%. You were a member of the grand jury, correct? Yes, sir. And what decision was made? Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The woman at the heart of this Southern mystery, Whitley Goodman, has never spoken publicly about the case until 48 Hours came to town. Whitley started talking when she agreed to meet our camera crew to get some video shots with her mom. Two weeks ago, it just came to me, like out of nowhere. She would not take questions, but she did read a poem. The title is Moist by Whitley Goodman. The verses describe what she says is her tumultuous life after Christian's death. I miss who I was, the person I once was allowed to be, before the anxiety, the pain, and the notoriety, before your name was used in vain as the main source of my pain. In Whitley's words, she is the victim. Oh, it has been such a war. I guess it's me who we should hate. I, I'll be everyone's escape. But there has been no escape for the Androcchio family, which suffered a devastating defeat in late 2017, when that grand jury returned their decision to not indict Whitley and Dylan. From the jurors that I've spoken with, they did not believe there was sufficient evidence to prove either of these people guilty beyond a reasonable doubt of either manslaughter or homicide. The Andriacchios were crushed. I feel like the Meridian Police Department, the Attorney General's office, and everybody involved officially has let us down. They let somebody get away with murder. Whitley's mother sees the grand jury's decision as just. She loved him dearly. The greatest tragedy for her is still losing him and finding him the way she did that day. But the Andriacchios were determined to keep their son's case alive. So they took to social media 
starting their Justice for Christian Facebook page. And in June 2019, a podcast culpable started covering the case. His death was ruled a suicide. The actions of Whitley Goodman and Dylan Swearingen were now being judged by a national audience. The podcast is exposing all the injustices that have happened during this investigation. People from coast to coast became enraged, and they acted on that rage. Among their targets, DA Cassie Coleman. Have you received threats? Yes, sir. I have um, received threats towards me, towards my family. Threats of physical violence. Take your time. There's a lot of tragedy and heartbreak um, in everybody's family. Do you sleep with a gun by your bedside? Yes, sir. It's that serious? Yes, sir. This past August, the controversy grew even more intense. Right before 48 Hours traveled to Mississippi to cover this story, Captain Jay Arrington's investigative report from 2017 was made public for the first time. I realized that this was things we had never heard. Arrington writes, it's my thoughts it could be suicide, homicide, or accidental with one of the three to be proved with facts. Until that is established, that death should be classified as a homicide. That's a heck of a sentence. When you read that, what did you think? I was shocked. We spoke to Cassie Coleman just days after the report was released. Mr. Arrington's findings, this report, was it presented to the grand jury? Yes. I have had conversations with grand jurors that were on the grand jury, and I've had conversations with the investigators that were there presenting the facts. And they tell me that all of the reports from the Meridian Police Department were presented. But while we were reporting in Mississippi, we found a grand juror who said, that's not true. You were a member of the grand jury that was looking into the Christian Androcchio case, correct? Yes, sir. The grand juror agreed to speak if we agreed not to use her name or show her face. I'm holding a report here that is dated January 11th, 2017, and it was written by a Captain J. Arrington. At the time, had you heard this man's name before? No, sir. I read her all the major findings of Captain Arrington's report, none of which the juror said she knew. Does that bother you? Does, is that something that you find in any way disturbing? Yes, it's very disturbing because it seems that he had a lot more information detailed in his report than what we were presented. I think it's a travesty. I think my son deserves more than that. Now, with the release of Arrington's explosive report, the Andriacchios were finally beginning to think maybe they might have one last chance at justice for Christian. I think we need feds or somebody to come in here and, and clear this up. I don't trust anybody over Meridian. I don't trust that DA we got right now. I wouldn't want her anywhere near my son's case. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. 
So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This past November, like they do every year, the Andriacchio family and their friends celebrated Christian's life. Today is Christian's birthday, uh, November 4th, and this is our seventh night to have Wishing Night. Heartfelt messages are written on these lanterns and sent floating toward the heavens. Wishing Night is kind of a way of just letting Christian know we haven't forgotten him. This peaceful evening stands in contrast to the war of words and deeds in this emotional case, fueled by social media that includes acts of cruelty. All of Christian's autopsy photos were placed on social media and I think downloaded over 2,000 times. They harassed my daughter. I still believe someone set her car on fire. We've been run off the road. You're kidding. Absolutely not. I bought a new car. And within three weeks, it had bullet holes in it. In our interview with District Attorney Coleman, she said she would reconvene a grand jury if it turned out that Captain Arrington's report had not been presented. I have said repeatedly and stand by, if that information was not presented, then yes, that is a situation that would open the door to allow the case to be represented to the grand jury. Three months later... Hey, Cassie, it's Peter Van Sant with 48 Hours. How are you? I told Coleman that 48 Hours learned from that grand juror that she was not informed of Captain Arrington's 2017 report, a fact that may have changed her opinion on this case. I think they should have done more investigating and brought it back to a grand jury again with more evidence, especially that report, to present it to another jury to decide if that it would be indicted or not. Coleman confirmed that Arrington's report was not presented to the grand jury and said she is willing to reconvene a new grand jury. She acknowledges the Andriacchio family doesn't trust her to present the case. So Coleman is trying to find another prosecutor. We're 100% confident that if the information is presented fairly that um, people will be indicted. And then, of course, from there, um, there'll be a trial. Complicating matters further, nearly three years after he finished his report, Captain Arrington was indicted in federal court, accused of using city funds for his personal use. Arrington's attorney, Jay Stewart Parrish. The allegations are false. They arise apparently from somebody either intentionally or maliciously misleading other folks. 
caught in the middle of all this are Dylan Swearingen and Whitley Goodman's families. Is there anything that you would like to say to the Andracchio family? That we loved Christian. We grieve for him too. And we grieve for him. Whitley Goodman's attorney, Bradley Clanton, filed a $47 million lawsuit against the Andriacchio family, the podcast Culpable, and others for defamation and emotional distress. You can't torture people for the rest of their lives because they got accused of a crime. The civil suit also seeks an injunction to shut down the Justice for Christian Facebook page and end their public accusations. You've had four to five law enforcement agencies all the way up to the Mississippi Attorney General look at this, and everyone has reached the same conclusion, that it's a suicide. I was so confused whenever I started being blamed. I really was. You know, if, if they were so weak-minded that, um, that they took pride in, you know, hurting me without even asking me or confirming, you know, what the truth is, then I don't want anything to do with them. There's only one life destroyed, actually destroyed, and that's my son. He's not here anymore. Today, Christian would have been 28. So the case goes on. I think that they wake up every morning and they have a choice of what they're going to do with their day. You know, they get to go out and live and love and travel and get married if they want to and have kids. And, um, you know, Christian, that's taken, that's a choice taken away from him. Doesn't he deserve justice? Don't we deserve answers? Moriarty 48 Hours, and this is my life of crime. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The role of a journalist is to bring Americans a greater understanding. We have to make sure that we're right, that we're fair, but also hopefully bring Americans closer together. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. How do you solve a crime in reverse? 
when you believe that someone was murdered but have no clue who the victim was. We have to do our job, and we have to find out who did they kill, if it's possible. How are we going to do that? I'm Jake Halpern, and this is Deep Cover, The Nameless Man. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.